day 296. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Yeah. All right. Hebrews chapter five through eight. All right, Keith, as I was uh, uh, starting to read through this and just thinking about our time here, mm-hmm. um, I remember the first time I read this book just being so lost at certain parts because I just yeah. feel like, man, he goes into all this like yeah. nitty gritty and you do pull in a lot of the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that I found, right? So the picture that just came to my mind as you're starting to read through this book, Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to remember that this book is about hope and endurance, right? That's the thread mm-hmm. that runs through this book. And yeah. so as long as you stay on that line, yeah, um, it's going to be easier to make sense of all of this. All right, so um, I'm a terrible swimmer, right? Um, on our honeymoon 14 years ago, me and Chandra go snorkeling for the first time, right? So they give us the life jacket so i know that i'm not going to drown and they give us the little (laughs) headset and so i look uh but then as we get into the water they're like yo if you're not a great swimmer Mm -hmm. we've got this little like line hold on to that line because Mm -hmm. if you're not a great swimmer even though you won't drown the current is just going to take you way off center and you're not going to get back right so if this is Mm -hmm. your first time in this book and you're not a great swimmer in the Old Testament, right? Mm, Look, mm. stay on this line of hope and endurance. That's going to help you make sense of all of what goes on um, here in this book, right? Mm. So uh, you you can get lost in uh, the yeah. currents of the finer points of theology and the mm. nuances but the reason why we've done this podcast so short is not that we couldn't talk for hours on this book. It's that, right. all right, we just want to make sure this is the line, stay on this line, and we want you to see and feel hope and endurance in all of this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I think along with the hope and endurance, bro, is just remembering Christ is better. He's just trying Absolutely. to tell you that if he could sum it up, hey, man, stay faithful. Right. Endure, have hope because Christ is better. Right. right? That's yep. the reason we can have hope. And yeah. so in five, essentially, and you and you <laughs> just made me want to simplify it because I was going to try to twist <laughs> some of this, like help people see all this deep theology. Um, In five, man, all he's saying is Christ is a priest. Right. Yeah. So in the Old Testament, you had these mediators. Right. right. People who stood between God and man, prophet, priest and king. Prophets spoke to the people of God. Right. On behalf of God. Kings ruled the people of God and priests reconciled the people to God. Right. He's saying Christ is a priest. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, he's like, yo, man, like, again, he's greater than the Old Testament priesthood. Yep. That's all he's going to get at in, these, in this section. Right. He's greater than, he's going to say why, but he's greater than the Old Testament priesthood. And he says, yo, just like the priests in the Old Testament, Levi, right, that came from the line of Levi, they didn't choose themselves. They were born into that joint. <laughs> right. Christ didn't choose himself. So right. he has the father's stamp of approval. Yeah. Right. So he's like, yo, he his his priesthood is so much better. Um, and it's because um it's it's according to the order of Melchizedek. And he's gonna get into that in a minute. But in six, yeah, he interrupts. Yep. He interrupts 
that discussion and he talks about a warning right 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 right. and so in the in the uh not the old testament in the book of hebrews he's going to give all of these warnings right now he's trying to give us hope right but at the same time he's like hey man be careful right right he's going to give be careful of rejecting this better ministry right christ ministry uh yeah, you want to say something? No, no, and it's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, um. He's just saying like, don't take it lightly. So even in six, as he gives yeah. this warning of, now listen, there are those that have tasted of this gift, mm-hmm. and if they've tasted of it and they reject it, he he talks about the hopelessness that lies there for them. But in six nine, what he says is, no, no. But look, look, look. We're confident of better things for you. So mm-hmm. he doesn't even say it to scare them, but mm-hmm. to encourage them and let them know, no, no, listen, this is a real and legitimate warning. Yeah. However, for y'all, man, I'm hopeful for better things. I don't want y'all to be lazy and drift. Mm-hmm. I want you to be diligent, right? Because at the end of the day, it is this. Jesus has done the hard work. He's done the heavy lifting. Yeah. Uh, grace doesn't, uh, right? Uh, Grace removes earning from the equation. It doesn't remove effort. Mm. And he's saying, yo, I don't want you to be lazy. I want you to diligently take hold of the promise that's laid out for you. Absolutely. And he's clear. He's like, man, so we had to do uh, in seminary this past semester, we had to do a paper arguing against a view of Hebrews, right? Right. And the guy was super, super, like it was very difficult to argue against him. Uh, but one of the helpful things he said is, man, these warning passages are tough. It was on the warning passages. Right. And he was like, the best way to understand them is to read them all collectively together. Right, right. So he's going to say something in two. He's going to say something in six. He's going to say something in 12, ten, something yeah, in 10. ten and you ten. should read them all together to kind of understand right. what he's saying. Yeah. And he is saying, I would agree with this, that, yo, if you turn your back on Jesus, right. oh, it's judgment. Judgment's right. coming. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Best belief. And it's not. this is not to scare people who are doubting right that's not it this is to check people who are on the verge of apostasy of turning their back on the risen lord and savior that loves them so much and wants to save them but again uh the writer is confident that these christians uh will remain faithful yeah and so in seven he picks back up where he left he's like yo the reason that jesus priesthood is better than the old testament precept is because it's of a different order different kind built it's different diff- it's built different <laughs> right, right? right right and right. the main thing he's going to bring up this guy melchizedek and man i wish we had time because there's so many really really cool connections uh about melchizedek come in on the Old yeah, yeah give us a few all right, all right, all right, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so melchizedek is this random guy that shows up right in genesis 14 yep he's only mentioned twice in the old testament genesis right. 14 and then psalm 110 will comment about him right so he shows up out of nowhere. Yep. And the coolest thing about it is that Genesis literally literally comes from this word Genesios, which yeah. means origins. Right. And Melchizedek doesn't have an origin Ain't story. Ain't got no story. He just pops on the scene and then- He just pops up. Abraham <laughs> has an origin story. Adam, everybody, Noah, we hear about it. Right. And then he disappears. He's gone right? so as remember, quick as So he remember can. Genesis yeah. 3, the, the curse was death, right? Yeah. We hear of everybody's death. We hear of Adam's death. We hear right. of Abraham's death, right? We have Isaac, everybody, but we don't hear of his. Right. And so 
you know, the the writer here is so deep in the text, bro. Right. He's going to use it allegorically to say, like, in the same way that his priesthood didn't start and it didn't end, this person, Christ's priesthood, because he's eternal. And he's going to say, yo, Melchizedek is patterned after Jesus. You That's think good. Jesus is patterned. <laughs> right. It's actually the other way around. Yeah. And... You know, his name means king of righteousness. Jesus is the king of righteousness. So he's going to tie together the threads of kingship and priesthood. Right. Um, he was king of Salem in the Old Testament. That was an ancient name for Jerusalem. Jesus died and resurrected in Jerusalem. Yeah. And so he's saying, no, no, no. Jesus is patterned after Melchizedek, not after Levi. Yeah. Right. That's why it's better. Yeah. Right. Because it lasts. The Levitical priest, they died, man. This is what he's saying. Like, yeah. They, they died. Jesus always lives, and he says this, he always lives to make intercession for, uh, yeah, yeah, for us. So, yes. they, so they died, and mm -hmm. when they died, somebody else had to take their place. So there was this break in the role, right? There was paid time off. You'd go to the front of the store, <laughs> and it would say, yo, closed, or uh, now accepting applications. But the beautiful thing is, with Jesus, whenever we reach out to him, uh, mm -hmm. We never get a vacation responder when we send an mm. email to him asking him for grace in his role. And not just the fact he always lives, but he's going to go on to say, too, he never dies. Mm -hmm. There's no need for him to make a sacrifice again mm -hmm. because yeah. one sacrifice from this priest who doesn't just give up bulls and goats, but gives his very life, mm -hmm. one from this priest is all that anybody needs forever. And he's saying, yo, Jesus is better. So there's no reason yeah. to go back to the old way that we used to do things. Right. And he's going to say at the end of seven, he says, man, he's he's able to save, right, completely those who come to God through him because yeah. he always lives to intercede. So in other yeah. words, people can keep coming. Right, right. right. Yeah. New people can keep coming to the faith, can keep coming to the Savior, because he's alive, right? Yeah. And he became this priest, according to seven, because of an indestructible life, mm. right? Um, because he rose from the dead. And in eight, he's just going to keep going. He's going to say, yo, like, it's, it doesn't even stop there. He's right. like, again, the Levitical priesthood is patterned after Jesus's priesthood. Right. Not the other way around. He's going to say the whole old covenant. He's going to talk about the tabernacle, all of that. Moses's ministry, all of it is actually patterned after Jesus's ministry. The so reason like, why all that was like, put into place, yo, was so that y'all would have a category to be able to grasp what God wants yes. to do with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So when you, so when Jesus came on the scene, they'd be like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, I get it now. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, and, and he's saying like, yo, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. To go back. And he's saying, yo, all of that was just a shadow, right? It was right. really just a shadow of what was to come. And ultimately, man, to try and go and live under the old covenant would be like me trying to marry my wife's shadow. Right. right. Mm. It, it, it wouldn't make any sense. Right. It would be missing the point of what God has really provided mm. for us. Man, that's amazing. Let's pray. Father, I pray, yeah, that you would help us to be reminded that in jesus christ we have the substance lord we have you embodied we have a relationship with you father that's superior to anything else that we could yeah conjure up with our own minds hearts or hands would you help us to 
endure, Father? Would you remind us of that when we feel like giving up and walking away? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.